0: how can we take our brand today, you know, and how it looks on Instagram and the packaging and everything, but like, how can we reimagine it to even stand out even more now amongst a sea of nice consumer brands that you see in any category?
1: This is the Alchemize Life podcast, and I am your host, Ava Johanna. Transformational mentor, speaker, teacher, and most importantly, a woman on a mission to bring wellness to the world. This podcast was created to bridge the gap for anyone craving more love, health, and happiness in each and every day. And with every episode, you will receive practical guidance to create magic in your own life. Combining the expertise of wellness visionaries and thought leaders, each week, we will bring it back to basics and provide you with the tools meant to empower you to thrive emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So together, let's ditch the mean girl, you-can't-sit-with-us vibes, grab your favorite yoga pants, and start to find your uniquely alchemized life. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Alchemized Life Podcast. My name is Ava Johanna. I am a spiritual business coach, meditation breathwork instructor, creator of the Academy of Breath, an online certification program for meditation and breathwork and the host of, obviously, the Alchemist Life podcast. And I'm so grateful that you're here today. It's going to be a great episode. I had so much fun recording this with Matt Lombardi. He is a co-founder for Beam CBD. You guys know Beam. I've been obsessed with them since they started, basically, um, because their products are so high quality I love their brand. I love the people that work there. And I've just always been excited about everything that they're doing, everything that they release. And they have always just treated me really well. And so I wanted to get Matt on here because his story is pretty interesting. And it was really cool to sit down with him and just hear how he built this business. Um, You guys are going to love it because he and Kevin, the founders, both of them, the founders, sat down and challenged themselves to build this business and build a brand in three weeks and he'll share more about his story. But I just thought it was so cool to hear that he and Kevin had this idea and they just like went full steam ahead and tried to create something. And now CBD or not CBD, excuse me, beam is actually being called the Nike of CBD in Forbes. So, that's pretty dope. And I feel honored to have Matt sit down on the podcast with me. We talk a, about a lot of different things as far as entrepreneurship goes. And one of the things that I thought was a um pretty key point in our conversation that I think both Matt and I are working on is really being present through the successes. You know, they have had incredible incredible investors come in. They've had incredible success. They've built a brand that stands out from the industry. You know, if you look at a lot of cbd brands most of them feel like a little stuffy and medical and they don't really have that like that lifestyle feel they don't really have that like connection to us in the wellness space to athletes you know um and just people in general that like nicer products and nicer branding and trendier branding most cbd brands don't have that and so i was really interested to pick his brain and see how they developed the brand with the notion of coming back to that presence when celebrating and, you know, just acknowledging your milestones. It was really interesting to have this conversation with Matt and to hear how he and his team are working on it. And what I've realized in my own experience too, because I'm definitely guilty of just being like, okay, what's next is that The more that I actually stay present in the successes, the more I maintain this vibrational frequency of welcoming in more opportunities, even greater opportunities, more magic, more miracles, and I'm just like in this essence of receiving. And I think that this is something really important for us to practice because the reality of it is is that there is always going to be something next. But if we only focus on what's coming next and don't actually celebrate are milestones along the way, then, you know, what is it all for? What is it all for to not celebrate with the people around you, whether it be your employees or your team or your family members or your husband or your partner, whoever it might be. If you're not celebrating along the way, if you're constantly just asking yourself, okay, what's next and not taking a moment to pause and witness what you've created then what I think is that you'll get to the end and be like, damn, I really missed out on celebrating all of the little things. And in fact, a lot of the little things are what create momentum around the big things. And What I found too, is that the little things, it's so much fun to celebrate the big things, of course, but the little things like that's when you get to like stay excited throughout your day or throughout your week. And it really fuels you whenever you hit a challenge or some sort of hurdle that you have to overcome. And so I just wanted to share that with you guys, because I know so many of you are doers. So many of you are so driven and so motivated to create and to build something of meaning. And just remember that the celebration and the presence is just as important as the milestone itself. So allow yourself some time to receive, to receive the good feelings and the good emotions and the excitement and the little bit of like, yeah, did it. um, Because I truly believe that that creates more space for opportunities and more good to come into you. So anyways, we talked about that. We also talked about asking good questions, which I think is a really important thing that we all think about and start to redefine in our life. You know, I think that for a while I asked really shitty questions like, why is this happening to me? Or why her? Why not me? You know, so many just like silly kind of crappy questions when I could have been asking a lot more potent and powerful questions and important questions that now I ask myself and it just leads to so many breakthroughs. And so my Matt talks about how he does this with himself and with his team and with his co-founder, Kevin. And I just really appreciated his point of view here. Honestly, I could talk to Matt for hours. He's super interesting and a really nice guy. And so I'm excited for you guys to learn more about him and hear his story and just leave this interview feeling a little bit more inspired to take on whatever it is that you want to take on and know that you're fully capable of doing it. So before we jump into the episode, I wanted to share with each and every one of you my Academy of Breath six-week online certification program. I know, I know, I already mentioned it, but let me mention it again because I'm getting so excited for all of the human beings that are joining me within this certification program. And I've heard from quite a few of you that you are interested in signing up and want to sign up. And I am just really grateful to be creating this container. Co creating it with the universe and with you guys as well. And I want to share because this is the last week to apply, but I am offering three scholarship spots to someone that needs the financial assistance or has been discriminated against in the past as far as pay, as far as how you look, as far as your sexuality, how you identify, your race. I want to create space for everyone to feel included in the Academy of Breath and this Scholarship opportunity is really a way for me to give back to those of you that have been showing up, supporting me, supporting the podcast, supporting my community, just being a part of it and really want to make an impact with these tools that I teach in your own life and then with your communities as well. So I'm going to leave a link in the show notes for anyone that is interested in applying for the scholarship. And if you have someone in mind that you want to nominate, you can also do that as well. I am keeping the scholarship applications open until May 1st, which is this Friday. So you have this whole week to apply or nominate someone else. And then next week, I'm going to be announcing the scholarship. Um, through email or, and also through phone, I'm going to call the person (laughs) Um, because I'm really excited to be bringing this into the world. And I've been looking at ways to make my work more accessible and really, really want to just be inclusive of everyone. And so I'm excited to share this, excited to welcome three different people, not just one, not just two, but three different people into the Academy of Breath. So with that being said, the link is in the show notes. If you don't need the scholarship and really just want to be a part of the Academy of Breath, enrollment is open. So you can also register now and I'll leave a link in the show notes for that. So with that being said, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. We've got a ton of great interviews coming out over the coming weeks. And I want you to be the first to know when these episodes release, it is such a powerful way to start your week and a midway just jolts to your week as well when I release the episodes on Thursdays. So make sure to subscribe if you haven't already and let your friends know that you're listening by tagging the podcast at The Alchemized Life and tagging Matt at Matt Lombardi 24 or tag Beam as well, which is at Beam. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode and I hope you guys enjoy. I've obviously, we've been following each other for a while. Um, you know, being a part of the Beam team has been so much fun. I fucking love your products so much. Like literally I had a my Beam dream as I do mostly every night last night. And I was just like, oh, I'm so excited to talk to Matt. <laughs> I'm just picking his brain. Um, so yeah. thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
0: No, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, of course, of course. And so, one of the things that I just like want to dive into right away is the fact that you guys built this company within the span of three weeks and challenged yourself like 21 days to build a company that is now like what what I believe is the best CBD company that's on the market right now. So whoa! Okay, take me take (laughs) me back to that, please. Yeah,
0: you know, there's there's a lot within that that 21 day challenge that we had. Um, I love that you know that story too. So. To kind of backdate into that. So Kevin and I, we both grew up in the Boston area. We we both went to Boston College. That's where we initially met. I played hockey at BC. Kevin played baseball. And we were both fortunate to play profession for, professionally for a few years after and just kind of started we We both overlapped an apartment building in Boston. Gosh, I think it was like, we still can't remember exactly when it was, but at least like four or five years ago. And we both stopped playing hockey and baseball earlier than we thought we would due to different injuries and things like that. And so that was challenging in our lives. And then at the time, so we 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 were just kind of acquaintances at school. We had classes together and things like that, but we weren't all that close after school. Actually, I mean, we never even kept in touch, really. We just happened to overlap in this building. And long story short, we just... Headed off in a way and just became best friends pretty quickly. And at the time, Kevin was training for an Ironman with his wife. And he dragged me into a few CrossFit classes that I'd, I'd never done before. And we just, you know, really shared a bond over wellness and, you know, challenging our bodies and our minds and things like that, reading the same books. You know, we had the same, you know, he's a big Steve Jobs fan as well. And we, you know, then fast forward probably two or three years since we overlapped and became best buds we've been talking about wanting to do something together and then, you know, continuing to look forward. We were running, we're training for a marathon together and we started to read about CBD. And I was actually living in LA at the time, which is a completely different environment for cannabis and CBD and THC than Boston. And, It's so funny, just given our backgrounds in athletics, we just, neither of us, THC has just never been something that we've ever used, just given you should be drug tested. And then also just, you know, through that process, I think we just never really got into it. Um, We're not anti-THC means it's just something that never really, you know, was a part of our lifestyle and, you know, something we would use. And it's funny to think when we were just consumers looking at it, we really were like, what the hell is CBD? How does it help with all of these things? And, you know, you go to Air One, you know, and you just kind of look at the, glass cabinet that everything's locked behind it's just like whoa like that all it kind of looks like thc products or it looks like drugs or you know something very medicinal you know again long story short we ended up trying a few different things and we were training for the marathon and for me being a hockey player i've never done anything endurance up until that point long distance and so my body is just killing me and i've also just had like knee issues and ankle injuries from hockey and so I'm not physically, I'm just like so beat up. And then Kevin, just different stress and stuff with his current day job. And he also is a chronic migraine sufferer. You know, he was really looking for something to help with him. And we both just said, you yeah, know, might as well try. So we did a research. We started trying some different things. The really cool thing was that we, a couple of things happened is we found a few products that were actually helping and giving us benefits in the pain points that we had. And then we just started to read and study the space more and just thought, wow, this is like this emerging market. You have this massive health trend kind of on the cusp right now. It hasn't quite become mainstream. Probably argue it still isn't mainstream yet, but you you can see this thing happening in this cannabis space that is just going to overtake health and wellness and be a massive, massive trend over the next decade. And then at the other end, when you look at what's available in the market, nothing was really... I would say like fitting like Kevin and I are like people like just feeling like the more active lifestyle wellness, not just athletics, but really just like someone living an active lifestyle. We always just kind of summarize that by saying someone is trying to be the best version themselves and, and products that that support that. Um, both in, you know, form factor, meaning how you would consume the product, the packaging of it, the brand, the actual company, you know, what ingredients are in the product, what's not in the product. And we just had an insight, you know, we really think there's an opportunity to you know, pioneer CBD brand or CBD company in that space because um, it just really wasn't being done at the time. And to a degree, I would say it still really isn't. I think we've done a nice job separating ourselves in sort of a sea of cannabis products. And then to to the twenty one day thing, we I think we're feeling kind of proud of ourselves of just sort of like we did all this research. We're kind of like self proclaimed experts now in CBD, um, and we went and saw our good friend and mentor, Bruce. And, we're, you know, and he has a background and he has some manufacturing and just sort of distribution, kind of knows that world a little bit better. And again, Kevin and I aren't coming from a background in that. And he just said, you know, guys, this is this is all great. like, But essentially, it's all just like fluff, like all these things you're talking about. He's like, why don't you see if you can go put this to action if you really think you can do it? Like how committed and like, can you go do this in 21 days? Can you have a product in your hand in 21 days? You know, if you've done all this research and you think you know what you're, you're doing. And so then Kevin and I kind of sat on that for a second, just like, do we want to do this? And what was what's interesting about that time is Kevin is at VMware, so selling software, and he's doing really well financially, but I think, you know, he's in that, I think a position where a lot of people can rate, which is I'm doing something and I'm doing a good job at it, but I'm not that passionate about it. And I'm not getting it doesn't light me up the way baseball did. In my in my life, I was actually just getting out of an engagement and I also had a business with my ex and as that was kind of coming to an end, I was just like, what the hell am I going to do with my life? You know, I essentially sort of have this blank canvas and I've, you know, done some things in, and, you know, in the startup space. And it was like, do I really want to start something from scratch again? Or is it just like, okay, go get a job and, you know, get something that's a little bit more secure. And as I remember we were in Kevin's apartment and we just like drew up on a whiteboard that we hung on the wall in his apartment and just like, you know, some pros and cons, like, why should we do this? Why shouldn't we do this? And there's so many reasons as to why you shouldn't do it. But we just, we kind of took that challenge we're, we're competitive being athletes. And I, I probably made this story a little bit longer, but you know, what was fun is we didn't know exactly what we we're doing. We just like, once we committed and said, let's do this, it's just both, we just put massive action behind it and we moved as fast as we could, uh, did things the right way. And and then really the lesson is it just like, if you put massive action behind something, you just get moving you start to piece it together over time. Like we didn't have the perfect plan from the beginning. We didn't even have the name of the company, the branding, our manufacturing partner, where we're sourcing it. But we just became obsessed with get moving and just figure it out. Ask people a lot of questions and, and things like that. And we we achieved that. We missed it. I always say we missed it by like three or four days um, due to shipping. Like just waiting for it to arrive. But we got everything done within the twenty one days, except just having it arrive at the doorstep. So just massive action and just get moving is kind of the was the underlying. Messenger. I know I drew that out a little bit, but the important factors are just like where we were in our life at the time. And, you know, we had really good reasons not to do it. It was a crowded space, all these different things, but we also had some really strong reasons to do it as to like what was going on in our personal lives and our friendship and really just like believing in ourselves to, to get it done.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like anyone could find a dozen reasons why they shouldn't do something. And often that's where our mind goes. Like we decide to tell the story that keeps us small. We decide to tell the story that keeps us like very comfortable with our little security blanket on. But, you know, I think that you can relate to this and Kevin as well. It's like, that's not super fulfilling to be in that space. Like it's safe. And sure, it feels comfortable. But if you have an idea and a vision to bring something to life, to like actually take it from idea to product or idea to launch is so powerful. And it's just, it's a powerful statement to make to yourself and to the people around you and, you know, to the future generations to come that you actually went after something that you wanted to do
0: you know it's yeah i totally agree with you and, the, and, the, and it just reminds me like i've always been fascinated like whenever you know i love air one i always say i'm probably the only idiot that has an air one membership that lives on the east coast um
1: <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> um,
0: definitely probably most definitely the only person but um i love air one and i and i remember you know obviously way before beam just like going there and just like seeing the brands and products i love and kind of just like wondering like, how the heck do you do that how do you make a product and you know, do you have to own this massive facility or do you have to like, what do you do to put something, you know, create a supplement or something like that. And one of my favorite quotes is from Steve jobs. It just, it's just something like he just says, you know, when you grow up, you sort of get told the world is the way that it is. And you just sort of live inside the confines of it in that, in that box. And you just, you know, He says, one of the most important things, if you can learn that like the world is squishy and if you push it, like something comes out the other side, meaning, you know, you can mold it, you can shape it, you can leave your impact on it. And he just says, once you realize that the world and your life is really, it's like whatever you want to make of it, then, you know, you'll never be the same. And, you know, I think for us, that's been really cool is just to see, you know, fast forward from the 21 day challenge, essentially of launching beam to, you know, not too long later, but about a year and a half later. And just seeing already we have a lot of hard work to do in progress, but already just like we have these products that you know it's kind of you to say that about beam and 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 whatnot, but like we have these products that are making impacts in people's lives. people like our brand, they like our products, they engage with our community it's really, that's one of the really cool things that we've done is like we're making profound impacts in people's lives like we created these things that people you know love and use, which is it, it's pretty cool. Um, whether it be, again, like a podcast, content, anything, you can create these things that, you know, add value to people's lives. It's a pretty, it is a pretty profound, like once you realize that, it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I just think about it from my own journey as well as knowing that, like, at, you know, at 20, 20, 21 years old, I was making tons of money in corporate in the corporate space in digital marketing and I like saw the people that I saw the jobs that I would have you know six months down the road a year down the road two years down the road and just realized that even though I was at this like point in my life where I was deemed successful and like I had health insurance and like all of these things covered for 401k like all of the things all of the boxes were checked but there was still this like void in this this reaching that I had this like reaching of wanting to have something more something more substantial and I think that in service whatever that is whether you're creating a product that's in service of people's lives or a podcast or you know coaching whatever it might be um being in service and knowing that what you are doing and what you're showing up for on a daily basis is not only impacting your life but other people's lives as well is kind of that answer and that itch that I at least needed to scratch mm-hmm. that I wasn't getting from um you know kind of just like following that traditional path
0: yeah i i had a almost the same exact experience. When I stopped playing hockey, I didn't. I had no idea what to do with my life. And I wound up working at Eaton Vance, which is a mutual fund company, not a big company, but they have their headquarters here in Boston. And I did the same thing. I was really interested. I was learning about the markets and stuff I didn't know about, which I liked. But for me, I was just sort of like, at the same time, looking at the different things that people were doing at Eaton Vance and not really feeling like, Oh, that's my calling or that's something that I really want to do. And I'm not saying anything is wrong with any of those positions. There's amazing jobs and careers that you can create out of that. But for me, my biggest challenge was, you know, I'm coming out of hockey where it's literally all I did my entire life. I grew up and played hockey, eat, sleep and hockey. And all of a sudden that stopped. And, you know, for me, I was just, I was almost just craving to find something that would give me that same thing that lit me up that same level of passion. And You know, like, fortunately for me, you know, that's now beam, but you know, that was a big struggle for me when I initially stopped and I had to kind of figure out like, what would that be? And it sort of began, kind of kicked me down this road of, you know, being an entrepreneur and I tried a bunch of different things. And ultimately I would say like, you know, there's some cool things, but ultimately I would just like things kind of were essentially like it failed. But over that number of years, you know, it's all been really, really valuable experience, both through different partnerships and Businesses and raising money and sales and marketing and product—all these different things—I like, have accumulated all these different things that I think have allowed me, you know, for my side of the contribution with being in my partnership with Kevin and to the team, you know, do the things that I do. It's, it's not just like a oh, we launch Beam and we do all these things. Even with Kevin, you know, all the skills he built up post baseball, you know, um, how we operate the business, everything—all of his skills. Like, it's not like we just launched Beam and had these things. It was almost like it took like a decade for us to be able to you know, do, you know, do that in 21 days or do, you know, what we're doing in the first year and a half or so business. Um, but yeah, anyways, your story just really resonates because it's pretty much the same thing I went through.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. And you know, it's interesting because I was having a conversation on someone else's podcast the other day and it was along the same lines of like, we should be really grateful for the jobs that we had before we found our passion because ultimately there's so many little nuggets of wisdom and skills and tools that we learned along the way that maybe we have like a ton of resentment towards that job because of our boss or because of the way it was structured. But ultimately, like you learned how to do sales. You learned how to look at numbers from a different lens. You learn creativity. you know I was in digital marketing and I was doing it for lawyers and like car audio shops in San Diego, which was awful like so boring (laughs) um and it got and it was but that was what got me to the point where i was like why am i doing this for other businesses when i could just be doing this for myself and talk about things that like i'm actually interested talking about and so i think we forget that like there is this like compound effect of all of our past jobs and skills that we can actually utilize and be very grateful for in our journeys
0: yeah totally agree with that
1: Okay, my friends, we are taking a quick break from this episode because I got to update you on my sleep. And I know that sounds kind of boring, but let's be real. I have been sleeping with the softest sheets in the world, in the world. And I actually posted a Instagram story the other day in my bed, um, giving Penny a little snuggle down. Penny's my dog, for those of you that don't know. And I recently upgraded to Attitude Sheets, which are bamboo sheets. They're clean bamboo and it's bamboo bedding technology so soft, like literally softer than silk. And I had multiple people reach out that said that they had bought those sheets in the past and that they were their favorite thing ever. And it felt like literally upgrading into their next level self by buying these sheets. So I had to share it with you guys again, because they're my favorite sheets. And I didn't even think I'd get excited about sheets, but I guess that's what adulting is and growing up is. Um, But anyways, these sheets are incredible. I have never slept so well In my entire life. And you know how nice it is when you shave your legs and then get into bed and your legs just feel really silky soft? Yeah, the sheets feel the same exact way too. So it's just like blissful every single night before you go to sleep, while you're sleeping, and when you wake up. I don't really want to get out of bed. So Attitude sheets are silky soft, obviously, and they are made with this organic, clean bamboo, which is extremely breathable. So it regulates your temperature to improve your quality of sleep. A big selling point for me, too, is that they're hypoallergenic and antimicrobial. If you struggle with acne, these are the sheets that you want to get because it can improve your skin's appearance. It's awesome. And if you're wondering, well, what does Attitude stand for? So it stands for Eco Attitude because their fabrication process recycles 98% of the water it uses. So every sheet set saves 3,031 gallons of water compared to traditional cotton sheets. It's so cool, you guys, to know that I'm sleeping on a sustainable bed. (laughs) <laughs> so why not try attitude these amazing sheets have a 30-day risk free trial, and if you're not fully satisfied you can return your sheets for a full refund they even cover the shipping on returns they're soft as silk breathable as linen and at the price of cotton you guys are going to love them i swear and when you support our sponsors you support this show Right now, my listeners will get 20% off their sheet set and free shipping. So just visit Etitude.com and enter Alchemized at checkout for 20% off of your entire order. The only way to get 20% off of your set of Etitude sheets and the free shipping is to visit Etitude.com and enter Alchemized at checkout. That's E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E.com and enter Alchemized at checkout for 20% off of your attitude order. Okay, and before we jump back into the episode, I gotta say, I have been absolutely friggin' loving Organifies Red Juice. So, I've been having it every single day at the beginning of my day, and it has been energizing me like crazy, and it stimulates your metabolism. So let me just say, I've been pain a lot. <laughs> and although I love my morning coffee, I never really want to drink more than one cup a day. So it has been awesome to have Organifi's red juice as a supplement throughout my day to keep myself energized, keep my metabolism running smoothly, and just have that nice go-to between my afternoon calls and being glued to my computer. You guys know that last year I did a live podcast event and I met the street team for Organifi there. It was so cool to try their line of products. And like I said, the red juice is amazing. I also love their green juice too. But anyways, I am obsessing over the red juice, so let me tell you a little bit more about it. There's cranberry, acai, beets, pomegranate with reishi and ginseng, and all of that really serves as this ultimate antioxidant and energy boost. And I researched the ingredients a ton and realized that each of them work together to support your energy levels while also boosting your immune system, which is super, super important right now. We got to keep our immune systems up. It's actually the coolest thing to, act, to take time and sit down and read through all of these ingredients because I just felt so confident that I'm putting something so powerful and impactful in my body. Plus, it's dairy, soy, and gluten-free, keto-friendly, and 100% vegan. It's amazing. Like I said, it boosts my metabolism, increases my energy levels, supports my immune system, and it's been giving me pretty glowy skin. while at it. I gotta say, you guys have been responding to my Instagram stories saying my skin looks glowy. It's the red juice. <laughs> so it's my favorite, the red juice, but I also love the green juice. And you can get 15% off your order, getting it shipped straight to your door by visiting Organifi.com forward slash Alchemized. This works for any of the products though. So take a look around their website. Again, it's Organifi.com forward slash Forward slash Alchemized, and you spell that o r g a n i f i dot com forward slash Alchemized. So, what are your thoughts on failure? I know that you said that there were fails along the way. I'm curious because I feel like you're like a pretty mindful dude. How do you view how do you view failure, especially like as an entrepreneur and building a business?
0: Yeah, that's that's a fun question it's everything is just a well everything is just how you perceive it you know both in business and even just like in i would even just say relationships i went i think they're a unique experience of you know being engaged to someone and you know getting unengaged and and all those things and even in a relationship sense you could chalk that up as you know a failure if you wanted to but there's just everything there's just learnings and everything and you, you said it in nice ways just if you if you pay attention, if you if you fail well, you you pick up a lot of knowledge and you learn a lot of things. If you don't fail well, it becomes a negative thing. And when I when I mean when you if you fail well or if you struggle well, it's essentially just how do you learn from that. And so one, a lot of things will happen again in your life. Um, you know, especially in business, like a lot of the same challenges and failures can come up again. And so if you pay attention, you can understand and create principles as to how. I want to handle this type of adversity, this type of challenge, because I've gone through that before and I now know how to deal with it better. So it's really, really with anything, I always just think you have to, you know, certain realities happen and how you deal with that and and your perspective on it. So it really is just, if you, if you fail well, you learn a shitload of stuff. Um, And I think if you, if you focus on that, you'll, you'll, you'll find the learnings that are in those things. But if you don't do that, like they just become this negative experience, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I always try to remind myself in any time when I like hit some sort of wall of resistance that there is some sort of like shift that needs to happen or just like a readjustment or recalibration to figure out how to make it work. And then if in making that recalibration, it still doesn't work, then that's when it's time to reroute and ask myself like, what can I do next? Or what can I do better? Um, yeah. versus just feeling like I need to like give up and go in the, in a completely different direction. Cause I've been there too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting you say that. And I think this is tied to that too, which is for me, I kind of went through this thing where I stopped playing hockey That was a really tough thing for me at the time. I even said I was either depressed or mildly depressed trying to figure out what do I do with my life. And it took me a few years to figure this out, but I was looking at my life. It wasn't so much that I wanted to put on skates and play hockey and those things, but I realized that everything is just driven by emotions or whether we want to make a lot of money, we want to... You know, have a family, we want to have a business or whatever it is, it's not so much to have those things. It's more just like those emotions and the things that that provides for you. And so I started to look at hockey through that lens and just understand it's not so much, you know, because I, I was very hung up on hockey being a failure in my life. And even while I achieved a lot of cool things in hockey, I still viewed hockey as a failure. But what I realized was I can still, all the things that I realizing what hockey was actually providing me, not so much playing hockey, but it was providing me in terms of my lifestyle and what I wanted to do and, and create and those things is. I just realize there's different strategies to still create those things. Um, for me now, obviously, it's being an entrepreneur. I can still achieve if, what I'm realizing, even if not more, of that type of lifestyle or those things in terms of emotions and lifestyle and thing, you know, things to attain. Um, and then even putting that in more of a micro thing, um, you know, within Beam, for example, we have you know goals and visions and ideas, and we fail at a lot of stuff. Um, but essentially, we just realize it's we just realized that approach didn't work. And so we sort of tried a different strategy and an approach didn't work. We tried different strategies. So to what you were just saying, I think sometimes it's too, it's not so much, you know, giving up and trying something else. It's more, you're still moving forward in that direction. It's more just making new decisions and coming up with different strategies. And so I think that's part of too, feeling well, you have to figure out, you know, what approaches are working. Are you getting good results? If not, you can change your approach. And then if something really goes bad, Like, what learnings can you learn in that? So you can also then, again, change your strategy or your approach to that. So, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I love that. I think that what you shared about, like, the emotions-based is something that... That was a concept that really changed my life a few years ago. I had read about it in this book called The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. I'm not sure if you've um,
0: heard of it I haven't, no
1: um it's a, it's a great book it's a good like personal development book especially for someone who's just starting out and ready to like at that fork in the road ready to go in whatever direction their passions lie Ta- he talks that the author talks about it being ends goals versus means goals and the means goals are those like kind of like surface level like i want to be a professional hockey player or i want to start my own company um but those the ends goals are like really the emotion based goals and that's what like the underlying emotions of why you want the things that you do um i'm curious like what what are your like lower level emotion? Like what what is your drive?
0: Yeah. Um for me, I kind of um I guess it's I kind of break it into sort of like a high level vision of things. Like with me, you know, I've always wanted to build a platform to inspire other people. I think that's just one of the most important. For me, I get a lot of passion and excitement of the idea of just, you know, there's, you know leveraging my journey to help other people's journeys. Um, you know, I just think that there's so much importance in inspiring other people to do things. And if I can through the things that I'm doing, help other people, I me personally, I find a lot of passion and excitement around doing something like that. And so I have, you know, the idea of, you know, what I'm doing now, how do I do that now? It's not by playing hockey. It's not by being, you know, a great NHL player and inspiring young hockey players. Um, you know, I envision that be by building companies and products and brands and, you know, different things that, you know, if I do it well, you know, maybe one day when I'm walking down the street, someone stops me and says, Hey, like you're the person that created this. Like, I love those products. And it was actually, it was really, it was really cool. I was walking the summer. We had a pop-up in Boston and it was just on the street from where our office is here in Boston too. And I was walking with my parents to show them the office and twice from the pop-up to the office people stopped and were like hey you were the beam guys like we love your products and i was just like
1: oh, i love that
0: so it's kind of the cool thing is is when you have a vision like that and then when it actually it's like in front of you it's kind of starting to happen and by no means am i saying that you know People stop me and and like recognize me as a Beam Founder or anything like that all the time. (laughs)
1: They're like, can we have your autograph? But
0: but it is important to acknowledge, like, when you have these goals to say, oh, like these things are like they're starting to unfold, they're starting to happen. Like, it's actually not just like this thing that I dream of or I think about, you know, or write down, like these, I'm in the progress and like in the pursuit of that actually coming to fruition. But for me, it's it's that motion or that emotion of contribution and significance of just Mm -hmm. making a difference in people's lives. And then there's all the, other, you know, I think just like from a wellness perspective and, you know, family and lifestyle and those things. Right. But like the top of it, that's the big thing for me is like that having, you know, contribution, significance and inspiring other people's journeys. That's, you know, what I do with my professional life. And even, you know, I think as a person, that's like one of my, those are like the biggest emotions that I enjoy pursuing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, Beam has grown so much since you launched it. Like it's actually wild because I remember when I think Courtney first reached out to me, Beam was just a baby company. And now looking at what you guys have created, I mean, it's incredible. It's so inspiring to me. How do you stay in the acknowledgement of like watching this all unfold while also, you know, being being the, a co-founder of the company and having a future vision of like what's next?
0: Yeah, um, that's a good question. those of you saying, "like how do we stay present, like in the day-to-day yeah. operations, but also thinking future?"
1: Yeah, and also just like yeah. present in in what you've already created and like acknowledging yeah. how it's grown.
0: Yeah, so that's one thing, and our team tries to remind Kevin. I would say it's a gift and a curse. We don't do that well at all. There's been you know several milestones in the business where. You know, what we you know we raised a round of funding this past fall. We launched these new products, you know, signing new partners, you know, big announcements, things like that. And we're just kinda of like, yeah, like this this happened. And there was like guys like smile, like, you know, yeah. maybe hug each other, like hug up, <laughs> like it's okay to celebrate, yeah. you know, when we do something well. And, and again, I think that's also part of the reason why we can, you know, we got something done in 21 days or why we've, I think, achieved so much in such a short time. Again, you know, we're very humble and present of like, we have so much hard work and stuff to do, but we, we try to have reminders and to enjoy what we've done. You know, it really is, it's not even so much of, you know, I would say Kevin and I are very, very strong believers in like, it really is like the process of the journey is the most important thing, not just the outcome. Um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we stay. Um, so we're not good at being um, not good at uh, celebrating our wins along the way. We try to get better at it. And in terms of you know staying present, both in you know making sure we execute in the day to day, but thinking the big picture, it's really hard. And I would say I'm so lucky that I have Kevin as a partner and a co-founder amongst, obviously, our team. We have amazing, amazing, passionate, dedicated, smart people on our team. But with Kevin in particular, we, you know, being best friends, we, you know, that's not easy um, to start a business and then have a very high stress business, stakes are high. We have a big team now. There's investors, there's a lot of things on on the line that we are responsible, you know, the buck stops with us. There's times when we don't agree on certain things. There's times when we joke, Kelly and our team is often just like sits between us. And when we don't just dis- we don't agree on stuff, we get in very respectful but heated arguments um, where we feel very strongly about our position or viewpoints on stuff but i guess where i'm going with that is just we the support and the way that we push and challenge each other like we from the beginning we've crafted such a big ambitious vision of how we want to reimagine people's health and wellness through the power of cannabinoids and even just wellness in general and i think we're just we're so good like we keep that in mind and then we just are constantly Putting action to that. So, I guess that's how we sort of stay in the day to day, like while keeping an exciting vision at the same time. And, you know, we always look at it is we want to. What's really interesting when you look in, if you kind of come into our space too, and anything really, everything's competitive, whether it be podcasts, you know, brands, online services, everything, there's competition, everything that you do. But really, you know, in CBD, you know, there's such a sea of sameness, you know, in our opinion. Um, and even in just like good consumer brands, so we're constantly trying to think about how do we become, you know, innovators and pioneers, and you know, keeping. I guess the idea is like we keep the big vision like very, very centered and present. Well, and then we just figure out like how do we, and the day to day just put massive action behind that. I would say our one trick to that, which is we're really good at, is we ask really good questions, you know, to each other and to the team and to our business, which is meaning, you know, if we want to do something, you know, what are the what are the things we need to do today? What are the things that are going to mess this up? Um, you know, what are the most important things that we can do? What is the stuff that is irrelevant to this? What stuff don't we need to pay attention to? And essentially what we mean, we ask really good questions is it steers our focus on the right things. It's so easy to get caught up in distractions. Like we have so many things that we could do every single day. Um, We also, you know, we call those shiny objects. There's things that come up where they'd be opportunities or ideas or strategies, creative things that sound good and they sound like they could be effective. But you know, is this aligned with our vision? Is this connected to, you know, like we have, we could create so many different products. Why don't we? Because, you know, I think we say pretty disciplined. It's not connected to our vision or it's not connected to the purpose. So I guess that was a very, very drawn out way to say, but to your question of like, how do we keep present, but keep the, the vision in mind is we probably... The, the practical tip would be we ask really good questions, which yeah. keeps us focused.
1: Yeah. I love that. I mean, I think that people forget the power of um, asking the right questions because often right we're question. asking the wrong yeah. questions, you know, and yeah. that what you, what you shared is like, is this, is this in alignment with our overall vision? Is this going to get us closer towards that mountain? Um, you know, I think that when anyone starts a journey of like actually pursuing their passion, whatever it is, I am a firm believer that the universe will start delivering tons of different opportunities and ways for them to, um, you know, kind of fuel that fuel that vision, or just opportunities because it's like, hell yeah, you're doing it. Like we're mm-hmm. we, we want to support you. And what I've found is that saying yes, actually saying yes to everything, even if it's like a shiny object or, um, you know, a lot of money or looks really good isn't necessarily always the fastest way for you to get where you're going and I think that that probably speaks to why beam is blown up at the rate that it has and you know to also speak to the the acknowledgement and the pre- the presence with different and different like mountain achieve one of the things that has been really interesting for me um you know c- coming coming back to your response which is like oh, you know that's great cool let's move on Um, is that all of those achievements feel very normal you know it's like mm-hmm. when I hit a certain amount um, monthly or hit hit a certain amount daily in my business, it didn't feel like that big, like overwhelming difference or like 180 degree turn that I think we kind of expect it to feel like um, as it's leading up to it. Like these things and these accomplishments actually feel very normal and very natural. And I think that that kind of is why, at least for me, and why I asked you that question is because I very much am the type of person that's like, okay, what's next? You know, like I launched my group program and then I was like, okay, what can I create now? I want to create a certification program and teach people how to teach meditation and how to breathe. And, um, you know, like my mentor has had to be like, okay, Eva, slow down a little bit, like acknowledge <laughs> what you've created. Yeah. But it is that excitement towards that overall vision. And I think mm-hmm. the normalcy of, um, accomplishment that kind of pulls me in the direction of what can I do now?
0: Mm-hmm. You know, while it's something you and Kevin and I acknowledge is something we can work on at the same time, we can't hate it too much because I, again, I think it's just, it's part of our DNA and why we're able to like keep doing those things and keep moving forward and keep pursuing what the next milestone is. And so it's, again, it's a, that expression of it's the gift and the curse in a way.
1: You guys, you know what has made quarantine a little sweeter, a little sweeter, a little savior, you know, all the things, all the flavors is my Sakara delivery. Oh my gosh, you guys, I told you last week, I have wanted to try Sakara forever. I've had major FOMO seeing friends get their delivery and I joined the club because you know what? I wanted to be just as obsessed as they were and I heard so many good things. So I had to, I had to know, I had to know. And if you've never heard of Saqqara before, it's an organic meal delivery program based on whole food, plant-rich recipes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and they also have supplements and herbal teas. The meals are fresh and ready to eat, and as someone who is opting to stay in and avoid the busy and germy grocery stores right now, I've found that Sakara is the best alternative to my own cooking, and I'm going to be honest, kind of better than my own cooking in a lot of ways. Each meal is designed to boost immunity, improve energy, support gut health and digestion, and get your skin glowing. Again, like I said earlier, you guys have been complimenting my skin on Instagram stories, not to toot my own horn, but it's definitely because of what I'm putting into my body. Do you guys put that much thought into your own meals, though? Do you think about boosting immunity, improving energy, your gut health, etc.? I definitely don't. And I can tell you that these are actually the pillars of my priorities right now. Like I don't want to be bloated. I don't want to be sick and I don't want to be low energy. I want to feel vibrant. I want my, my tummy to not be so bloated. And I want to have energy throughout my day because I'm spending all day at home and I might as well be creating healthy habits and achieving the skin of a Greek goddess. So Sakara's meals are all 100% plant-based, gluten-free, dairy-free, and non-GMO. So you're basically creating a temple in your body. In addition to their delicious meals, Sakara also offers daily essentials like supplements and herbal teas to complete your wellness routine and support your overall health. To boost immunity, as an example, you could try their daily probiotic blend or detox water drops with pure chlorophyll. And right now, you're welcome in advance. Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their order when you go to sakara.com forward slash alchemized or enter the code alchemized at checkout. That's sakara, S A K A R A dot slash alchemized to get 20% off of your order. One more time, for those of you in the back, it's sakara.com forward slash alchemized or you can enter the code alchemized at checkout for 20% off. So, I'm curious how you balance it all. Like, how do you balance showing up for yourself physically, mentally, for the business as well? I can struggle sometimes with getting so zeroed in on building the business or, you know, um, my more like spiritual practices that I will, you know, go, I, oh my God, I went like probably three, four months without moving my body at all. And now I'm back to a consistent daily routine. And I'm like, oh, why did I stop doing this for so long? So, being someone that is running, um, you know, a busy business and taking care of your body, taking care of your mind, how do you manage to balance it all in the day to day?
0: Yeah, um, routines help, um, <clears throat> but I think there's a lot in there because I think when you're, you know, building a business, it, that just becomes priority. It's not to, you know, risk your own health and your mental health because if you're not happy, healthy, whole, obviously you're not going to be doing. And working as efficiently or as best as you can be what i've learned i would say this in the last year and a half or so is kevin and i both um we're so rigid around our routines and you know working out and you know what we do in the morning and getting our workouts in and things like that but what i've learned is just that at the same time like beam we've poured so much into beam that it you know it's 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 a, such an important part of our lives that you know sometimes I, you know I'm not in my perfect element in the morning of you know quiet time, meditating, reading, thinking you know before I can start my day. like some days it just it's just a shitstorm of the day and it starts the second I wake up and it just goes the rest of the day and the day happens, and you know I didn't work out, I didn't do anything. I didn't even really think. I just kind of went through the day. and it's like, sure, could I have found time to pause at least for ten minutes to you know do a ten minute workout or go for a quick walk or something? It's like, sure. But you just you're so passionate, you get so in the thick of it that it just it didn't happen. And like you can always make times for things that are important. I think one of the things I've learned it was actually this is really hard for me. But you know, being you know playing hockey and you know so revolved around training is that I can really beat myself up for not you know working out that day or working out for a few days in a row. And and you know I really have gotten into CrossFit. When I first started doing it, I was following this program and like following it to a T, and to the point where Kevin had to like pull me aside and say you need to stop. We're trying to run a business. You can't be going to the gym three times, like going swimming at night, like doing all these, (laughs) these different things. And I was like, I have to follow the program. I said, I was going to do the program. Like I have to follow it to a T. (laughs) And so that's just both of our, it's like our nature to do that. If we're going to commit to something, we just will do it to a T. But I've also just like, as this has gotten busier, more stressful, harder is not to beat myself up and just have a little bit more self compassion of, um, You know, I didn't work out today. Could I have sure? Like anyone can make five minutes or 10 minutes to meditate, work out, think, do those things. But sometimes you don't. Like some days you just you get so busy. But I would say 90% of my days, I I do have structure in the sense of routine. And like the 10 or 15% of the days where I don't, I learn just to like love myself and not be so rigid and beat myself up about it. Cause then you start um shitting on yourself around those things and you know, then that doesn't help you either. If you if you get mad at yourself and you're hard on yourself because you didn't work out, or you, you know, you know, if I just did ten minutes, I'd feel better. But so it's just to find, and I can talk about my specific routines. But for me, it's this. I know like 90 percent of my days, I'll like be on point. I'll get up, I'll, I'll follow my routines, um, get my workouts in, and do those things, and I'll feel great and I'll be really impactful at being. And then the other ten to fifteen percent. Like we live in chaos with everything. And I just, I don't do that because the second I get up, I'm just so tempted to dive right in that I do that. And when the day ends, I just, I realize not to, you know, beat myself up because I didn't go to the CrossFit gym and kill myself and, you know, for two hours. So, yeah. but, but for me, what I find best is, you know, I find my best, um, you know, creativity and thinking like really comes from just stillness in the morning. I'm not someone that I like to get up and I like to work out the first thing that I do. I have done that and I've done that at times, but I also, for me, I, I love, you know, reading and thinking and journaling and meditating in the morning. And to your point too, like, when, you know, how do you keep present in the day-to-day of a business, but at the same time, you know, as founders are trying to create a big, big brand and a big, big vision. That's when I, that's when I have time. And that's when I think my best around, like, what are we actually creating here? And, you know, mm-hmm. how can we do this differently? How can we reimagine a strategy or products or, you know, how can we do something that is better, bigger and better than what we've been doing? Those are the moment. That's that's how I sort of like juggle both of those things. Is like in stillness of like really, we're talking about emotions. Like every like everything that we do drives emotions. Being in a pandemic right now drives a lot of different emotions for everybody. And I just find that you know all you can really do is just you know emotions come and go, and can you just embrace those and think about what they are and you know be sort of in stillness. Um, for me, stillness is kind of the. When I have a really productive day, I feel like I suspend the first few hours and just being still. um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love that. It's interesting because like, as you're talking, I'm like, yes, this is exactly what I do. But I feel like (laughs) you, the way in which you describe it is in much more of like a masculine approach um, where I'm much more like feminine based where I'm like visualize and feel into it, which is totally fine and and great too. I love, I love my practice. Um, But it's cool to just kind of see the duality of it where it, it's still that same benefit of like really feeling and dreaming and um, like zoning in on what what it is that you want to create, and while also reflecting and finding those moments of stillness. Um, so it's interesting, and I just wanted wanted to share that. Uh, yeah. to see, it's it's very similar, but it's like the masculine and the feminine. So it's cool yeah, to see. Yeah. What are yeah. you reading right now?
0: Stillness is key.
1: Ah, Reinhold
0: of Similar to yeah, yeah. similar yeah. to um, what I was just talking about. Um, right on and i and i've liked that obviously now it's a great time to really think about being still but um yeah when i um kevin bought the team that book and it's just been it's just been it's been interesting to read because it really it just shares like different anecd- have you read it no i haven't i i get yeah.
1: i get it though yeah yeah,
0: yeah it Just yeah <laughs> It's funny because, like, we also the team gets his other book called The Obstacle is the Way. Anytime okay, we yeah. add someone new to the team, and it's almost like it's just like you don't really need to read the book, like, all the meaning of the book is in the title. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
0: it's The Obstacle is the Way, um, yeah. and stillness is key. Um, yeah, he's, he's great. Yeah, so yeah, yeah <laughs> it's a great book, and it just shares anecdotes from people and essentially how not literally sitting still and not doing anything that's not what it, it doesn't mean in its literal sense, but, um, just essentially how stillness and thinking and, you know, approaching things differently is, um, you know, different, you know, from John F. Kennedy, all these different stories where you can learn where, you know, essentially I would just say like the biggest thing is like emotions come and go and however you embrace those emotions and think about them and break them down and, and think before you act essentially, um, is sort of like the underlying thing in it
1: yeah I love that so i 'm curious because you 've kind of alluded to this um, throughout this conversation. But what has been your creative process um, in developing the products that you guys offer because like I kind of said I, like i don 't really feel like there are any brands on the market that even come you know within a stone 's distance of what you guys are creating, and I think for a lot of reasons, one I think one, one of the things that I've recognized and this kind of came to me while you were talking is that so many of the brands that are out there are kind of branding themselves in a way that makes them seem more like medically official. And I don't know if that's something that they do to, you know, not feel like a, like a cannabis brand and to seem more like, I don't know, like traditionally, you know, yeah. medical, whereas you guys, um, one have A super high quality product, but it's also branded and marketed in a way that I think is very modern and accessible and also speaks to a lot of different, a lot of different groups, whether it is like the wellness person or the athlete, or, you know, for me, like, um, well kind of both. Um, so I'm curious, like how, what, what your creative process looks like.
0: Yeah. Again, it's just it's it's just kind of tied into, you know, asking really good questions. But the high level, I would say, is that when we think of Beam and we think about what we want to do from you know our most aspirational level of how do we, you know, our our belief is that everybody has better to experience, whether it's you, me, Matt Frazier, who's one of our CrossFit partners. He's the fittest man in the world. Very, you know, we all have different personalities, we all have different goals, we have different crafts. But it's understanding, you know, what would be the common thread from our products to human nature of people and, and then, you know, how does that, and I think, and what I mean by that is that a lot of times people, human nature is to speak in terms of like, I don't sleep well, I don't, you know, I have pain, this hurts, that hurts, I have stress, I have anxiety, things like that. But it's really understanding like what's really going on in their lives and what are they actually trying to do. Um, you know, ultimately we think everybody's just trying to perform better. They're trying to be better, whatever it is that they're doing. And you know, what's the common thread? Like, how do we connect product to then? You know, what we would just say is like, what's like the truth of the person? Like, what are they really trying to achieve? And then how are they verbalizing that to us or to their friends and things like that? Mm-hmm. And how do you connect all of those things, which isn't easy. Then, on the other side of that, to what you were just talking about too, is like we have this packaging, this branding, these products, this thing that we've created that appeals to this, you know, not just one verticalized thing of, you know, just like the yoga community or the CrossFit community. It really is, you know, through a lot of means, you know, finding connection uh, and commonality between a lot of different types of people. And so, what we're trying to understand is like, what are the common threads that connect most humans outside of, again, what they specifically are doing or, what they appear they look like or they're doing on, on the surface level. And so it's kind of, that's maybe a kind of a geeky way to talk about it, but you know, it's how do you, how do we look at humans differently than maybe another CBD company another wellness company and understand like different patterns and recognize things in them and things that they might not even realize that they're doing or realize mm-hmm. what their needs are. And then how do we, how do we aid and how do we serve in that while keeping really, really disciplined to what, we're trying to achieve as a business. Um, I would say that's sort of like our North star of how we think of things. So, Cause again, we could create, I've seen CBD sports bras. I've seen CBD and hamburgers. Um, uh, actually have seen those things.
1: Yum. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, it's just taking a disciplined approach. And and I think really what I would boil it down, maybe summarize, I would just like really understanding our community better than either they do or other people can do that. and. That, that does take a creative process to then answer those questions and come up with solutions to that. Like for me in particular, and how I contribute to that is again, just in stillness. That's, I love running and I love going to CrossFit. And I think we, everybody can connect to that. You just, you feel so good after you work out. Um, you can just find that you can, I can work out in silence. I, I just, I can be so like in my head and in my thoughts. And for me, that releases my own creative juices to hopefully help contribute to some of those things that we're trying to solve. But that's kind of, I guess, my our business approach. And then just me personally, I find literally doing, you know, getting a good workout in and then just finding time to literally just be still and think and then let my, I guess, imagination run crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so wild because I, I meditate every day. I breathe every day. I'll journal for the most part every day. But when I also will move my body, it's like, oh my God, like <laughs> I am just like stepping into this like next, par- next level paradigm. And it's mm-hmm. a really, it's a really cool thing to see. And it, it really does fuel me, but I really like your, um, your team's approach. And I would like, want to kind of like take that little audio bite out and just like play that whenever I'm yeah. like dreaming up something. Cause it's interesting. Yeah. And I think that it, it is a great way to differentiate yourself. And, um, yeah. And and show up for your community in a way that's really answering their desires and their needs that they might not even know about yet. Yeah. You know,
0: yeah. And the one thing I'd add to that too is just like you don't have to re- invent everything on your own. You know, it's often said that success leaves clues, and you know, obvious Ventures is the is a VC firm that invested on in us this past fall, and we're really fortunate and excited to be part of their portfolio company. They've invested in companies like Beyond Meat and Ollie and Welly. Um, and we actually we just had a call this week with a bunch of the obvious CEOs and founders just to hear everybody how they're dealing with what's going on and it's you know it's tough like some companies based on their industry and business model are very negatively impacted by this some are in the middle and some are doing really well but Eric Ryan he founded method, which I'm sure you're familiar with. their soaps and things like that mm-hmm, um, yeah he also founded Ollie, which is the vitamin gummies and then he also founded Welly which sort of reimagined the first aid kit and you know, we've been fortunate to get to chat with him a few times, Kevin and I, and, and hear him speak. And he chatted on this call a little bit. Just just in the sense of, you know, he he gets the, he's really cool because he gets these insights on things. And so when you look at what he did in Ollie even method, and actually all three companies, it's really he looked he was able to look at these categories and come up with this creative thought process. When you look at at the time, you know, dish soap and hand soaps, think of what you see outside of, you know, now you see some new brands that are doing it, you know, healthy and natural and things like that. But before that, like think of what was in there, you know, Dawn soap and Tide and mm-hmm. the bottling, the packaging, like what did that those emotions give you? And he he did the same thing. You look at the vitamin category and this is going back, I don't know how many years. You know, now it's different landscape. But before then it was really like you'd see these kind of in the C B D sense, like you'd see this weird packaging, words you had no idea how to pronounce. Um, you know, and he came across and you know, completely different packaging, bright colors, you know, bubbly fonts, um, customized containers, you know, stacks of ingredients for, you know, sleep and immunity and all these different things. And, you know, you look at the um, first aid category and you see, think of like your typical first aid kit, you know, white aluminum box with a red cross on it, probably. And,
1: yeah.
0: you know, enter Welly and he had this idea that he could reimagine just like colorful, playful first aid kit with really good products. Um, And he was talking, he just said, You know, I look at things and he just said, You know, one thing he's like, I look at a lot of consumer brands now and I just see a sea of of sameness, you know, through Instagram and how they're doing packaging and messaging their brands. And when you look at a lot of the new modern brands that you like, if you look at them, they probably all look somewhat alike. Um, And, you know, for me, I love hearing him talk because he kind of gets my mind going. And where I'm going with this is, you know, you don't always have to invent. The creative process success leaves clues like studying Eric Ryan and how he looks at stuff and the insights he has we use a lot of clues on how we can then take his thinking mm-hmm. now he might look at CBD or our products like how can we reimagine the CBD category how can we take our brand today you know and how it looks on Instagram and the packaging and everything but like how can we reimagine it to even stand out even more now amongst a sea of nice consumer brands that you see in any category um, and anything like in podcasts like how can I reimagine the types of questions or the interview styles like how can i you know differentiate myself so that's another important thing i think you know in creative processes study people you know steve jobs is a great example like you know he's obviously one of the most creative people that everybody knows of listen to his biography Uh, i have a weird thing where i listen to it once a year on audio just i like the guy yeah i like the guy's voice who reads it I love the stories in it. I don't necessarily maybe agree with all the things that he did, but there's a lot of learnings in there and how he approached stuff. And uh, success clue. clues. So, and so when we think of creative stuff, like you don't have to invent something, but you can take an approach, someone else's creative approach and apply that to what you're doing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I absolutely love that. Thank you for sharing. I feel like I need to go listen to that biography now.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, I'm due to listen to it now that we're in a new year. I haven't yeah. listened to Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, Matt, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm just so grateful and have loved this conversation so much. I can seriously talk Same. to you for hours. Um <laughs> where can everyone find Beam? And you.
0: Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um so Beam is just at Beam B-E-A-M on Instagram. Uh, and then beam tlc.com, which is our website. Uh, and then I am Matt Lombardi, the number 24 on Instagram.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. And everyone listening, we'll put a link in the show notes so you can get a nice little discount code for everyone that listens to this podcast because beam products, like I've been saying throughout this entire podcast are incredible, Um, and you have to try all of them. So thank you again for coming on.
0: Thank you so much. That was a lot of fun.